video game news and video game music. This is Progress Bar. Welcome to the show. My name is Anthony Shelton. Thanks for tuning in. Come on in, join the chat if you're listening live. If you would like to join the chat, if you want to join the chat, go to Spreaker.com. Quickly register and you can start chatting with us. Give me your thoughts on anything gaming related that you've seen. Give me something to react to. You can also hit me up on Skype. Progress Bar Radio. You can also hit me up on speakpipe.com slash progress bar and leave a voicemail. You could use your cell phone, you could use your laptop, whatever you're using. No extra hardware required. How much are you concerned when a franchise changes hands? When, for example, like when 343 got Halo from Bungie or when Disney acquired Star Wars and now J.J. Abrams is directing it. And I asked the question, did 343 understand what Halo was about? Because I look at the Halo 4 campaign, I look at the Halo 5 campaign, and I'm not quite sure they got it. It's this article by G.B. Buford titled The Problems with Post-Bungie Halo Campaigns. You can find that on Kotaku. It's a pretty interesting article. There's rarely a time where I come across an article where I am straight up in disagreement with it. But for the most part, I agree with the sentiments that he has until he starts talking about the gameplay and then I get into some pretty stern disagreement about it. But... Some interesting points that he makes. And he talks about how Halo 1 through 3, the story, was about heroism. And I never thought about it until he said that, until I, I read it. And I was like, huh, that is that is true. It's a, It was a subconscious thing that I understood. So you think about Halo 1, right? The Covenant were trying to release the Halo super weapon and the Flood. Master Chief was bent on stopping that. Yeah, Cortana, the AI, to help him out with that. And you saw the relationship between him and Cortana. And you saw the struggle between him, the UNSC, and the Covenant. And the Flood. And Flood was just against everybody. And then, Halo 2. Now you start to see the nuance of the Covenant. And you start to see... More about the Flood, because obviously they're attacking Earth now, and it's becoming a little more personal. And all of that, the Master Chief was still the hero. Then you get to Halo 3, and it kind of continues that story. So all these things are surrounding the Master Chief. These different situations, different emotional connections, things like that. And at the end of the day, the Master Chief is the hero. But we see, like, there's more to the Master Chief. And so 343 gets their hands on it, and they want to explore that. They want to explore what is all about the Master Chief. Like, who is the Master Chief? And I don't have a problem with them wanting to take that direction. That's totally fine. I think it's more interesting. I think the Master Chief was interesting as it was 
because he didn't really say much yet. There was so much character to him. So I had no problem with 343 fleshing that out. But Halo 4 and 5 didn't do that because they didn't focus on the central theme of Halo and the Master Chief, which is heroism. So you think about Halo 4, right? He was fighting the Didact. Who was the what was the Didact doing? Like what were the forerunners doing? Like these forerunners come out of nowhere. Didact. It's like who's the Didact? What does that have to do with anything? Like what happened to the the struggle between the Covenant and the Master Chief? Okay, now the forerunners are here, but the elders are gone, so what are the Covenant doing around? Like why can't this just be about the Master Chief and the Forerunners? Like I never really figured out were the Forerunners bad? Were they just trying to protect something? Like what's going on with these Forerunners? So it's never really made clear. And then Cortana dies at the end of Halo 4. Then she comes back in Halo 5 and she's all enlightened. And mind you, she's also going crazy because after 7 years, AIs go into rampancy. So that was an interesting narrative that 343 was trying to form. And that was already formed by Bungie. So I was like, okay, where are they going to take this? And they go into some weird direction. She dies, but it's not from rampancy. But we find out in Halo 5, spoilers, she does come back. And I think the game's been out long enough. Uh, And she's actually cured of rampancy, but she's gotten this enlightenment from the Forerunners. And that the Forerunners are trying to pass on their legacy to the AI. And Cortana is kind of leading the charge, it seems like. And that's fine. And then we find out she turns on Chief because he doesn't like what she's doing. And there's heroism involved in all of this, but it's not clearly defined. The nice thing about Bungie's storytelling was that Master Chief was good. Covenant was bad, Flood was bad, and the Master Chief was always the hero, period. But all the little situations surrounding the Master Chief is what made him interesting. Once Halo 2 started making the Covenant a little more nuanced, where some of the Covenant started rebelling against the Elders and what they were going for, all we needed to do was figure out, okay, how does the Master Chief react to this? which we saw some of that, and he still ended up being the hero. There was something he was clearly saving. There was something he was clearly fighting against. We don't see that in Halo 4 and 5. What is he clearly fighting against in Halo 4 and 5? It's not the rise of the Covenant. It's not the Forerunners trying to make this resurgence. It's what? We don't really know. So it's like Master Chief is doing these cool things and he's being a hero and saving certain things, but there's no big heroic thing that he's fighting against or turning around. It's just just not clear. 343 wants to tell complex stories. That's fine, but you need to do it around the theme of heroism. Have him struggle how to go about it. But he needs to be heroic. That's what made 24 such a good show. You knew Jack Bauer was going to be the hero every single time. But how he was going to go about being the hero, that was interesting. 
because everything surrounding him went against the grain sometimes. It tested his, his own convictions, how far he would go, things like that. That kind of stuff is found here in Halo with the Master Chief. People question his motives. And you saw that narrative before Halo 5 was coming out, but then the actual campaign doesn't even touch that. Like People were saying that, and I wasn't sure if that was true or not. I played it, and that's not, that's not the narrative 343 focused on. So there was a missed opportunity to do some things that were really interesting. Now, where G.B. Buford, the one who wrote the article, starts to lose me is when he talks about how Halsey, Dr. Halsey, the one who created the Spartans, the one who created John 117, is now a bad figure, where in the previous game she was seen as a motherly figure, kind of a protective figure. I would say flawed is a little more accurate, because you still see that motherly, motherly figure. She still cares about John 117. That's her baby. But why is that her baby? It's a little more interesting. And I, I'm okay with 343 taking that direction. But G.B. Buford, not so much. Because that's not who she traditionally was. But I'm okay. And he didn't like it because it made Chief not look as heroic. It made him look like a pawn. But I'm okay with that. Because at the end of the day, the theme is heroism and the Master Chief is the hero. So if he's, if he's flawed while doing it, if I feel a little sympathy towards him for that, I'm okay with that. He also brings up how, uh, Cortana and how she's basically a bad character and how she wants to take over the galaxy. And that's not the Cortana that we knew. But people change. Now, I know it's an AI, but she's basically human. But people change. And I'm okay with characters changing. It makes sense. She went rampant. She got some revelation about stuff with the forerunners. She's cured of her rampancy. And now she thinks she sees the light, but she takes it in a different rec- direction. She wants to kind of rule the galaxy. And she wants to take Chief with her, but Chief is like, nah, that's not how it goes. Interesting. Struggle, pull, tug. The friend that he thought he knew Turned weird. I don't know if she's evil, but I don't, I, I don't know if quite there. Misguided, sure. But that's what makes all of this interesting. But what is the Master Chief fighting against? Is it Cortana now? We don't know. It's not clearly defined. So we're not seeing the Master Chief really go up against some of these emotional themes that 343 is trying to put into the campaign. Because... The Master Chief isn't being the hero that he needs to be. That's why I'm concerned about Star Wars. My brother was asking me over Thanksgiving, Hey, you you excited about Star Wars? I'm like, it's a new Star Wars. I'm going to go see it. I don't know if I'm excited about it because it's under J.J. Abrams. Does J.J. Abrams understand what Star Wars is? Based on the trailers, we could estimate, sure, Maybe through some interviews, sure. But when the rubber meets the road, is this going to be what we want from Star Wars? Will it have the good versus evil themes? Will it be that space soap opera that George Lucas talks about? I don't know. 
it's hard to be excited about something when it changes hands. And that's how I feel about Halo's campaign with 3 for 3. I'm right with Buford on that, although I don't agree with some of the characterization stuff. I just think they're not taking advantage of the idea that Master Chief needs to fight something very, very concrete. And we perceive as concrete. Who is the enemy? Because it's not the Covenant. The Covenant are just kind of there. The Forerunners, they're trying to protect Cortana because she's kind of the next heir, I suppose. I don't know, even though Warden the Eternal in the game is eternal. He has multiple personalities, or one personality in multiple bodies. Don't know. But there's no context for him either. He's just the guy, the gatekeeper. There's not enough there for it to be truly interesting. I'm not saying 343 can't make it better because I think this story was better than Halo 4's, but there's still a lot missing where I'm really getting sucked into it and going, ah, yes, this is, this is good. There's something to this. I want to follow this. That's how I felt about Bungie's. Even though the campaigns were still a little milky in Bungie's, I still felt like I want to follow this story somewhere. 343 doesn't have that. All right, lots of songs coming up. This song is The Guru by the OC Jazz Collective. It's a Zelda remix. You can find it on ocremix.org. This is Progress Bar.
That is The Guru by the OC Jazz Collective. It's a Zelda remix. You can find that on ocremix.org. This is Zoltan Explore. It's by Ben Prunty. It's on the FTL original soundtrack, available on Bandcamp. This is Progress Bar.
That is Zoltan Explorer by Ben Prunty. It's on the FTL original soundtrack, available on Bandcamp. His last song is Warzone by Graham Norgate. It's on the Time Splitters original soundtrack, available on Bandcamp. This is Progress Bar. Warzone by Graham Norgate. Find that on the Time Splitters original soundtrack. That's available on Bandcamp. That will do it for today's show. 
Sometimes there's just not a lot of news in the day. It's one of those days. I'm also super busy playing Just Cause 3. And I will talk about more of that tomorrow. Now that I got all these technical difficulties out of the way. Although the game itself has a lot of technical dif difficulties. Subscribe on iTunes. Please, please leave a rating and review if you like the show. You can follow on Spreaker. We're live every day, every weekday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Unless I say otherwise. You can also follow me on Twitter at SirKibble2. Thanks for listening. And I will talk to you later. <laughs>